wanted to say that. <laughs> Anytime I hear people say you can be seated, I always go, kids second grade and under, third grade and under, dismissed for kids' church. All right, so if you don't know me, I look like my dad a lot. Um, so you can guess I'm Sean and Amy's wife, Sean and Amy's daughter. Um, thank you, Mark. I'm Brianna. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's better. That's the first service. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I'm Sean and Amy's daughter. I'm Brianna. Um, and I grew up here, if you didn't know that. Um, and I just got back from college. I graduated from Asbury University with a ministry degree. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and I had the honor of being one of the adult leaders along with Nate to go to youth camp this year. Um, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, it was an honor to be invited to go, but it was also an honor to spend a week with the youth. Um, if you don't know about Indian Cave Youth Camp or what it's like or anything, it's the way that I see it is very like community based. Like their goal is to get students connected to each other, to grow in friendship and to grow with God. Um, it's just this like little valley in, um, in Danville, Virginia with all these trees around it and this bright red dirt and this little pond um, and all these like buildings around it. And it's just like full of the presence of God and full of the presence of God in people, in the pastors, in the leaders, in the students. And it's just beautiful. I grew up going there. Um, but to be a leader was just like a whole other experience and it was just a delight. So I've known that I was called to ministry for a long time um, since I was in the youth group, but actually getting to practice it was just amazing. So um, we got to laugh a lot. The middle schoolers had me laughing like all the time. Every single minute I was with them, I was laughing. Um, they were so funny. And then getting to hang out with the high schoolers was just so special. Um, we got to have conversations about God and our faith. Nate and I were on the same team, and we had a lot of our students on that team, and um, they did so well. They were such troopers and just did amazing. And so there's, like, team competitions where everybody does. Um, they, like, have games and do scripture verses and all sorts of things. Um, and they just did so good. And part of those games is the memorizing scripture verses. So I got to, like, count or tally up their scripture verses throughout the week. And they just did amazing. Guys, Covenant kids are just, like, awesome. And, like, the fact that they have, um, like, schooling here and, like, the heart of the school along with the heart of the church for young people and for students changed my life. It made me who I am. And it's making these students who they are. Um, so yeah, 
getting to do all of that and knowing that I was called to ministry, and this is like my first, like I just graduated in May. So this is like my first big thing um, after like graduating with a ministry degree. So getting to do that was like, it was so cool to see God like moving in me and saying like, I called you to this and I made you for it. Like every single day I was like, I'm living my best life as a youth camp counselor. Like it was so fun and I loved it so much. And like, it was because of them. Like they're amazing and they're so passionate for God and you're gonna get to see that. Like the first service, oh my goodness, you guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's really wonderful. Um, so without further ado, um, Caleb's our first speaker. So yay, Caleb, cheer for him. morning, everyone. All righty. Well, I'm Caleb Pumphrey. Most of you know me. And, uh, well, first of all, let's just say you have heard my Uncle Jeff preach before, I'm sure. And I am a lot like him. Very loud, and I tend to uh, not keep things very short. I like to drag it out a little bit. So bear with me. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. But I got to say, after this week, um, to keep it short, um, all that God has done, keeping it short feels almost criminal because I feel like I could preach whole two sermons right now and I'm ready to go. I'm hyped up. Um, <laughs> praise God for that. Um, anyway, so I'm, oh my gosh, I'm shaking still. I, last, last one I was like sitting there like, <laughs> could probably hear my voice just <gasps> like, but anyway, so, ooh, all right, I'm going to try and breathe here. Um, yeah, so this week has been really cool. Um, going into it was really rough. I had a really, um, honestly, probably really one of the roughest times of my life. Not the roughest, but it was definitely something that was like very um, much so beat me down. Um, I was in a relationship that wasn't the best for me, and it ended very poorly. And for that, I just started like questioning my worth and just a bunch of other things. And it, it really, it really beat me down. And I was having a rough time. I had a great support system for sure. Um, they were there for me through it all. And they were telling me things and um, telling me not to doubt my uh, worth. And I wanted to listen, and I said I was listening, and I said I was trying, but I really, I really wasn't. Um, but whenever we first got there at camp, um, Pastor Nate, I was, like, planning to talk to him about um, what had been going on. So on the first night, we had literally just unloaded the bus, got our stuff into the cabins, and he's like, all right, we're going to talk? And I was like, yeah, let's go. So we went ahead, like, the second we got there, we're talking. And um, as I'm talking with him, he, like, just was like, I guess just reassuring me of my situation of like, you know, God does have a perfect plan. You do believe that, right? And I'm like, yeah, I believe that. And he's like, well, you know, he has a perfect person out there for you too and the perfect people to love you just the way that you need to be loved and you know that you are worth it. And if anything, this shows you that you um, deserve so much better than what you were in. And um, through that, then he, he changed my perspective of um, just, just the perfect plan that God has in seeing that. Um, and the big thing from that was being able to say yes to that. Um, and whenever God has that plan for me that like I made the right choice, um, in that, in that thing to get out of that. And so God knows like the perfect plan for me. So if I just say yes to him, it will go just as he has it. And it's, it's, it's better in the long run. Um, so one of the things that for this week, I going in here, even though I was 
still having a really rough time, and I was saying that I was going to do, um, that I was listening to everybody. I was still questioning my worth, but I still came, coming into camp was like, I want to stay reliant on God. Like, I, I need full dependence on him if I'm going to get through this week, and I need to be locked in. And we got there, and for the first sermon, we get out our booklets, and it was rooted. And I looked at court, and I'm like, it's rooted. It's rooted. This is what I've been praying about. Like, this is crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, no way. Like, this is exactly what I needed. Like, this, oh, this is going to hit. Like, I just know this is, this is going to be perfect for this week. And um, so, yeah, so the big thing was rooted, and um, I felt like that just went perfect with staying reliant on God and um, for me being full devotion to him and full surrendering. Um, a lot of that with the surrendering was I didn't under, quite understand it. I've always wondered what it meant, and, like, I knew what it meant, but yet I didn't follow through. It didn't feel quite right. Um, but I think God finally showed me, or at least I finally listened to what God has been trying to show me for all this time, is that full devotion and full surrender to him is, is being able to say yes and not being afraid of like, oh my gosh, this hurts. This is really painful. This is going to put me through a very rough week before I go to camp. Or this relationship, I don't want to lose that because they're a good friend, but they're not a good influence on me. But I really don't want to lose this. Like not being afraid to lose those connections or anything in your life, like just knowing to say yes to God and not being afraid to say yes because in the end it's worth it and he has so much greater things in store and a so much bigger plan. Um, and like that I think is also cool because it's gone in play with a lot of things that we've been talking about a lot um, in our services here is the eternal perspective versus the worldly temporary perspective and like that that to me was a big thing that stuck out is like yes like I, I focus so much on the temporary things the temporary relationships but you know our life is like this much and eternity's all all out here you know there's so much more like the right here is just a temporary thing our true purpose is what is lies ahead and um so that was just something that really stuck out to me and I'm ready to walk in for that and um be ready to say yes to God um, whenever he calls me and not be afraid of losing those relationships because who knows, I might lose it for a year or so and maybe it'll come back and I can be a great witness to that person. Or if I do lose that, it's God's plan and I'm not going to question it because I know what he has in store is the right thing and the perfect plan for me. Um, it was... Yeah, anyway. Um, one of the cool things we talked about this week was temptations and how to overcome that. And we kind of got a little, like, outline of, like, what those different things were. And that was accountability, the Bible, and praying. And the first one um, for accountability, um, or no, the Bible, sorry, is 2 Timothy uh, 3, 16 through 17. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that every man, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And... Um, that's just, that's, that's, that's incredible to me. Like, we, we often talk about being rooted and grounded in the word, um, and that it can, it's living and active, and it can do many things. And it literally, right here, God says to us that it, we can use it for training in righteousness, for correction, for all these things. So, like, the reliance on his word, too, is such a huge thing that you need in life. Um, because you can do so many things with it. Um, and so I just, I really love that verse. I'm going to definitely be remembering that verse and going to that when times of temptation or struggle, knowing, okay, I got this to back me up. I just need to read God's word and be devoted to him and what he has to say to me. And 
he'll handle the situation if I just listen to what he's telling me. Um, the next thing was accountability. I felt like that was a very big key thing and something that we are um, on the edge of great things, I feel like, and um, a lot of things that we've been praying about for a long time um, for even just our, our church as a whole and definitely as our youth group is building up that accountability system and coming closer together as a church and a youth group and being able to have that, um, that system set up to where we can go to each other and talk to each other about what's going on and just being close and not having like that weird like clicky groups here and there where we feel like separated and like, I oh, no, this is my friend group and this is yours, like stay away. <laughs> but like knowing to like, we can come together. There is nothing separating us and we are stronger together. Um, uh, so that, that was something that's very cool that um, I feel like I've been called to leadership for a long time in my life. And um, I've been learning how to do that now. I feel like um, this is a great call. The relationship that I just got out of, I feel like was a big step because God moved me out of that. Like that's a distraction in your life that you no longer need. You need time for you and me. It's time for you to grow stronger in your relationship with me. It's time for you to start locking in and listening to what I have to say and accomplishing um, great things. So I'm, I'm very much so excited to see what he has to do and I'm ready to um, follow in his footsteps and step up as a leader and um, learning to be the leader of knowing to not go with the flow of everything else, but knowing to be set apart and be different than everyone else and, like, be able to set that example for others, you know, in every way. So um, definitely still learning a lot. Not that I'm like, oh, uh, he told me all this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm great now. So I obviously still, still praying a lot, and um, uh, still a lot of learning to go, but I'm very much so excited to see what God has in store and what, um, excited to see it unfold. Um, we've been blessed with two new youth group leaders that I'm really very much so excited to work with as well. Um, I think that they, they themselves are a blessing that we have them, um, and I'm excited to see what they can do, and um, me and Corey working with them and setting up a, a system um, that will be cool and getting our, um, our youth group more active and just doing more stuff in the church itself and just doing more things because I feel like we we are kind of a little bit dry and we need we need the flame lit and we need it to grow bigger because we have we have that spark there now and we need to we need to fan the flame and make it grow bigger um, and so I um, I'm excited to try and help um, be one of the people in the church that helps um, light and fan that flame even bigger than it is right now. Um, so just getting more active in God and seeing what he has to do. Um, so that, those are the big things. But um, uh, let's see, what else? One other thing I had a verse was about the temptation was in 1 Corinthians 10, um, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And that's a verse that has stuck with me for a while, actually, before camp. Um, and I feel like I kind of have a bit of a misunderstanding. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, like, God, God won't, God won't allow me to be tempted beyond my ability. Like, I can handle it. I can make it through if I just keep pushing through. Like, God knows that he... he that what my limits are and so he won't let me be pushed beyond that and I was missing the most important part of that is that God will provide the way of escape so me trying to take control and like oh yeah I, I have the ability because God won't push me beyond my limits no he says right here that he provides the way of escape so being reliant on those things in him with that accountability um using the bible and praying um I feel like are big things right there and um just 
letting those things like cross over to like correlating like the the accountability and praying thing like being an intercessor like just last night i was driving down the road and i passed like two um police cars alongside the road and i saw them like walk, walking around a house and i was like i don't know what's going on right there but like yeah, i'm just gonna pray so as i was driving i had like my hand back here and i'm like praying over the situation like i don't know what's going on but i hope whatever the police officers are doing you keep them safe that they make the right decisions and whatever is going on in that situation that it is resolved the right way and so just being ready to pray over anything because god god wants us to pray about those things and come to him so being ready to pray about things and um ready to come to him with every problem that i have um or just anything bringing it to god um I think that's all other than I wanted to say that this year was a little bit different at camp because we had not one pastor, but five, uh, right? Five, yeah, five. So it was a different pastor each night. So um, the theme was rooted, but each pastor preached about a different thing each night, and yet they all circled, um, they, circled they came full circle, and they all intertied and interlocked together. And it was, it was really cool how they tied together. Like they were completely, they were different sermons, but like yet they just made each other sermon that much stronger. It was like, oh my gosh, like this and that. And I just feel fully equipped, fully equipped with the um, the armor of God, you know, just everything. Like there's so much stuff that um, he just gave our whole youth group. I mean, he worked in every one of us, and I can I can see that too, and I'm excited with them. And um, we like the whole like, ride back home and the last nights together, we were all like, let's go, and like getting hyped up about it. And we want to start uh, making a change. So I'm ready to do it, and I think the rest of us are too. So um, be praying for us about that um, as we do that, and um, I'm excited. So I think that's all I have to say today. And I'm going to hand it off to Kara. Going out of my Bible right now, all my bookmarks. Hi, I'm Kara Stockett. Um, this was my second year at Indian Cave, and it was an amazing year. Um, the first night, I hated it, and I wanted to go home, and I was like, I'm so homesick. Please take me out of this place. But I stuck with it, and <laughs> I'm glad I did. Um, the worship services, we were filling that place with worship towards God, and all of the sermons were incredible. Uh, like Caleb said, there's five different pastors, and um, just one of them, I was just thinking down there, we had all been talking about how our church just felt so dry and numb to everything, and one of the pastors spoke about hunger and how hungry, being hungry is a sign of you being alive and healthy, and so I feel like it wasn't us dying out, it was us being hungry for that, and so we had to follow our hunger, and um, just head towards God, and I'm forgetting everything again, but um, I know that it was cool to see, even on the van ride back, we were still singing the worship songs from camp, um, just going through, adding different stuff to our Spotify playlists and stuff, um, and forget everything um there was we each got a different thing from each lesson there I don't think anyone had the same thing that God was saying to them maybe besides leadership and accountability 
but we were all being spoken to throughout that and it was just incredible I remember um someone told me in small group that we got to 90 decibels in the sanctuary cheering for connect four um and so then I think the last night we hit 90 decibels worshiping God and so it was totally different things and Going to camp made me realize how much people care for each other, no matter who you are. Because I had random people coming up to me and being like, can I pray for you? Like, I see you're going through something. Can I please pray for you? And just hearing everyone just in the youth group saying, yeah, I've been worried about you because I knew you've been struggling. I know you've been far from God. And it's like, wow, people notice that. People have been, people care enough to be worrying about me and praying for me throughout everything. And it was just, it's a great experience, and I can't wait to go back. But I always hate going there. <laughs> but I um, also love how our church, everyone hates this at first, but our church takes our phones at the beginning of the week, and we don't get it till the end of the week. And it was just a relief, and it was a burden off of us that we didn't have our phones to keep being on there, being on social media texting people, playing video games or whatever. We were, it made us talk to people and socialize with people. We had no clue who they were. We don't know their backstory. Just random people off the streets. And it was cool (laughs) to be talking to teenagers that were our age going through the same stuff each and every day. And so, yeah, I'm really happy that we had that experience. And please pray for us that that fire stays lit in our hearts and that we make a change. We don't just sit on it and have it fade out, that we actually step forward and take time to be in our relationship with God and change our church. But yeah, I think Emma's next. Hello. So yeah, as they said, um, It was a five-day trip, but we did it without our youth leaders, which, you know, we were sad about. But they're over there. Hi, Lindsay. (laughs) They just had Ezra, so, you know, don't want to take a little baby with us. But um, even without them, it was still powerful and amazing. And um, this was our first time having Bree as a counselor, but she was so uplifting and nice and she um, encouraged us, and it was really um, nice to have her there. Hope she's there next year. Um, but something interesting about youth camp is every year you go, um, you, feel, you feel the Holy Spirit with you. Like, you just feel it everywhere in that place. Almost everywhere you go, you just feel him there. But when you go home, it's like it's gone because you're not in that community center anymore with, you know, you're not going to like five different services in the day or um, forced to sit with people at lunch or stuff like that. It's, it's not the same. And I believe that it feels that way because we're all in one area with pastors and people who love and who dedicate their lives to God and who uplift you. And when you leave, you feel like when they're gone, God's gone. But in reality, he's not. That you can connect with him and have the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go. And something I struggle with is coming back from camp and then, you know, like losing that excitement for him. Losing the, you know, feeling of, I can't wait to 
you know, go out there and preach and, you know, be the next John the Baptist or whatever. And uh, then I come home and I sit on the couch and watch movies. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, a dedicated time. You know, it, it feels like after a few days, you know, you get all hyped and you're excited and everyone's there. And then, you know, it slowly dies down because you get sucked back into whatever you struggled with at first. Like, addiction to TV shows or food or, you know, bad friends and things like that that draw you farther away, and so you need to get relit. But that doesn't have to be a problem with us. It's, it's the way we handle it. It's not, because it's not like God leaves. He's there with you all the time. But it's how we view it. It's how we view um, community and being with God that really changes everything. And it's, it's something I really need to work on, on keeping that excitement for God going and, you know, not just letting it die off again. So um, youth, youth is amazing, okay? These guys are some of the funniest, sweetest people you will ever meet. Like, Caleb came to youth in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> and Corey came as a giraffe. And they jumped my dad in the gym. Like, those are the people they are, you know? <laughs> you know, like, everyone has, like, a unique personality and, you know, something cool about them that other people may not know. And it's just so awesome to get to know them more every single year by going into camp and talking with them and understanding, you know, like, who they are and what their dreams are and all that. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it really means a lot. And um, it, it was so cool seeing their reactions and what stood out to them uh, during the rooted speech. But something that stood out to me in that time was uh, there was a saying Mrs. Fout taught us in uh, fourth grade, F-R-O-G, fully rely on God or frog. And um, it... It ties in with rooted. You need to fully rely on God. You need to be rooted in him and be strong and let him take control. Because, you know, we can't control what goes on in our world. We can't control it. We may try to or we may, you know, pass laws, you know, like, uh, you know, Roe being overturned. Like, that's something. But God had that under control. You know, it's not like we do that. It's by his will that we do that. And so being rooted and understanding and trusting him is really something that, um, you know, was uh, showed to us throughout every single testimony there, you know, just giving it all to God. Even in Mr. Negi's um, testimony uh, a few weeks ago about, you know, like, you can't really control what's going to go, ha what's going to happen, you know. But, you know, giving it all to God and just lifting it up is really going to help. And the thing about youth is, it's not for one specific person. It's for everyone, which is why it's you. Because you are the future, and you are a child of God, and you are the church. And that's something we all really need to know is it's not her or he or she. It's you. And that's something that um, it was so cool to know and get to understand and um, experience more with these guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, camp was a blast, I gotta say. It was 
really unique, and almost every person that we took said, I didn't want to leave. I love it there. So, yeah, we're expecting more people next year. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was so much fun, and hopefully next year we get to have our youth leaders go with us. So, yeah, um, that's the power of God is there, and the power of God is with us every day. So just want to lift that up to you. And is it Corey? Corey. Yes, so go Corey. Good morning, y'all. So, as she said, I'm Corey, son of Sherry and Bear. Uh, can we give them a round of applause real quick? Because I, I really don't know where I'd be right now if they didn't wake me up at 7 in the morning, every morning, and bought me out of bed. But I do have notes. I did do them at midnight last night, so they don't make very much sense. <laughs> so I'm going to go off the top of my head. So I wanted to camp this year. I wanted to do it different this year. I wanted to have my complete focus on God. You know, they have, like, team challenges. They have all kinds of games. That has been the focus for me for years. But this year, I needed this because I have been dealing with stress and anxiety because I'm going into my senior year. There's a lot of stress that comes with it. You don't know what your future is. You don't know what, what it holds for you. So I needed to find who I am and who I will be. So on the first night, I talked to Nate. He told me, he said, you don't have to worry about it. God has a plan for you. That really just relieved everything that I was dealing with. Because I, wow, <laughs> I really don't need, have to deal about it. So then, after that, it was, how can I make myself better? So I started asking a bunch of questions to myself. What can I do to keep my focus? And also, I would like to say, something that we all said, the emphasis on the sermons this year was incredible. Five different guys all tied it back to the same message. But everyone did it different. You got different perspectives from everybody. You got to feel the passion from everybody. Anything they wanted to say had to be done in 45 minutes, and they got it done. So, so as Brianna said, for our teams, you had to do some memory verses. Something I've never done is got them all done. So first day, I did two out of 30. And I looked at it that night. I said, that's not going to cut it. Tomorrow, I'm going to try to do as many as possible. Next day, I did 28. And then moved on to the super verses. These are about a paragraph each. I started thinking to myself, I don't know how much I can do of these. And I was trying to study with Caleb. <laughs> for me, I have to study in peace and quiet. Caleb has one foot up, for God loved the world. <laughs> That's not me. So I'd go off on my own, go study, get some verses done, come back. Got all six super verses done. Then there's the ultraverse, a whole passage, Isaiah 53. I really did not think I could do it. But Nate came up to me. He said, look at how much you've done already. There's no reason that you cannot do it. So I went up to the 
foyer and the chapel, I was there for an hour and a half studying that verse. Most of the time I was up there, I was praying. But as you read Isaiah 53, it tells the prophecy of Jesus. And I start reading it, and I said, that I, everybody has hope. Everybody has hope. Isaiah 53, 4 says, he carries our weaknesses on his shoulders. It's our sorrows that weigh him down. That right there should be enough to say, no matter what, you still have hope. Isaiah 53, 6, we all stray away like sheep. It happens. But, uh, and then God has a path for us made. We all stray off on our own. But Isaiah 53, 7, God laid out on him our sorrows and our sins and our guilt. That right there gives us a path to heaven. I'm trying to figure out what this says. <laughs> Can't figure it out, so I'm going to close it out right here. <laughs> I'm going to call Joey up, but uh, thank you for having me. How are we going to do this? Okay, you come up first. All right, good morning. Uh, first, I definitely have to thank Pastor Nate for allowing us to talk. Give him a clap, everybody. I know you all know him. Um, this year without, this year at Indie Cave would have been completely different uh, without Pastor Nate, especially Brianna with helping us with all of our verses and generally just being super encouraging and helpful. Uh, Nate said I would make a lot of noises on the way up, and he was right. Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I'll ever have another experience like Indian Cave uh, from this year, but that's okay. We weren't meant to be there forever. Uh, this was just preparation, preparation for the youth to give back here, and give back into the church, and also locally. As far as the things that I've learned there, it pales in comparison to the change in perspective that God has given me uh, for the future. Uh, first little point I have here, is that victory in Christ is not an individual sport, but an ongoing relationship between his children and himself. You see, if we focus on ourselves and all of the negative, which we do since it's in our nature, uh, that ignores everything that God is doing in our fellow Christians' lives. We've been blessed with so much, especially in America, but we should not ignore one of the greatest sources of stability and joy that we have, other Christians back on Caleb's point about accountability that we learned in our small groups. Uh, more often than not, we'll praise God when he blesses us, but if God dares to bless others in an area that we are not proficient in, we will complain to ourselves. Why? Our perspective is off. As a church, we are the body of Christ, not the confederation of Christ. A confederation is formed with weak connections to one another, but a body is intricately woven together by the God who created it. In the same way, if one uh, if one gives their gives un, 
healthy attention towards one part of the body, it will lead to an imbalance. But that's how people outside of the church see us, broken apart, fighting out against our own body. I mean, how many denominations are there? <laughs> but, what the, but that's what the church is without Jesus. Jesus prayed in the book of John for us to be one as he and the Father are one. More than ever, we are unified. We need to be unified when this world is falling apart and further away from God's plan. This may sound like a discouraging message, but that's not the intention. The key point, fascinating, uh, the key point is that we have so much to celebrate as Christians. The breath in our lungs, our families, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us daily. Let's not let comparison kill us any longer. Thank God when he blesses your fellow Christian with something that you want. God is trying to bless you with their joy. Thank you again for letting me speak. My face hurts from smiling too much. I haven't been in the pulpit for a couple weeks. Um, so I'm not going to take up a lot of time because I think that you said everything that I would ever say. We are so blessed. Um, you cannot miss a covenant kid at camp. In the worship service, they have their hands raised and they're delighting in Jesus instead of talking and goofing. We had uh, uh, sword drills, Bible sword drills, and we racked up. <laughs> Because our kids know the word. They know the books of the Bible. They know where to find it. They did trivia. And our kids were like, how do they not know that answer? Um, all the investment. But for me, um, it was an honor to be back at camp. I realized it's been 30 years since I started going to Indian Cave Youth Camp. 13 years old, coming off that bus. First covenant group to ever go. And um, the camp has changed uh, structures and places, and I, I had fun telling people about the history. But the Holy Spirit worked and moved when I was a kid, and it was so precious and special. I knew I was supposed to share, and I knew I was supposed to share the, the message that I had given you about the exchange of everybody having a rock, and then, you know, when you lay down your rights to God, then you're free to have a gift of expressing love and give everybody a, a little bottle of nard and Kids had fun making fun of Nard the rest of the week, but um, I didn't know what night I was supposed to preach, and that first night we got there, Pastor Brian was like, oh yeah, you're, you're tomorrow night. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and it just so happened that we had like this huge thunderstorm, and uh, lightning and everything, and a tree got struck and knocked out the power while the camp runs on well water and it needs electricity. And so we didn't have power, and we didn't have running toilets, <laughs> or running water, and it was like, oh, how long is this going to last? And so they moved the message up. They carried buckets up to the toilets at the chapel of water from the pool. And, uh, of course, I was cool because, you know, that's our walk, right? God took us through the book of Acts. We know that everything works for a purpose. And so I was like, okay, this is the flow. But I'm thinking, I'm handing every kid a rock, and they haven't eaten supper yet. <laughs> and now i got to preach. <laughs> Um, but it was God's timing, and it set the tone for the week. And, and just like here, the altar was full of rocks of kids laying down their lives and their rights. And it was such a blessing. 
And, you know, we did fun things at camp. We had a uh, paintball. Uh, we had a ropes, uh, a tug of, tug of war. We had a, um, a relay race. You know, we had the tic-tac-toe. We had a watermelon challenge. Our team tore it up. Uh, but our kids didn't mention any of those, did they? Because they know the point, and it's Jesus. And um, I'm excited about what the future holds for this church because we understand these youth aren't our future. They are the future. They are now. Us old folks, we're already kind of past time in the culture. These kids are the trailblazers. And God has blessed us with two amazing youth leaders in Ephraim and Lindsay. And I'm so excited for what they bring. Somebody was asking me about them, and I said, I don't know how to explain Ephraim and Lindsay. I said, it's like God morphed them out of thin air. Out of every prayer I ever asked, they just appeared. Um, and it's so cool. Um, and I'm so thankful for Brianna. Um, Brianna. Brianna. I'm so thankful for her um, because this was God's timing for her. After all her education... To see her blossom in her role. It was my summer of my junior year in college when I did summer ministry team when God revealed what I was supposed to do. And, and when we needed a female leader, it was like, Brianna's here. She's available. It's like, yes. And it wasn't her filling in a spot. It was her calling. And, uh, and I see so much of her mom and dad in, in her both things. I know she looks like her dad, but... Man, and it was like, I don't know what, what bad parts you got from your parents. I think you got all the best stuff. Um, anyway, I'm not going to talk any longer because God's moving in hearts and we need to respond. But we've been praying for revival. We've been praying for life. God's been saying, I'm going to do something miraculous in your day. Don't discount the small things. And our, our youth are telling us the same thing. And they're lighting the fire in all of us. And so good days are ahead in the youth group where God is going to pour out his spirit. Good days are ahead in our church. And um, I'm just so thankful. I'm so thankful for this church. I'm so thankful for you. And uh, let's, let's be willing to go where God takes us next. Lord, as we come to this time of response, we are grateful, grateful for 30 years of this camp impacting this church. I'm thankful that I'm not the rascally kid anymore that's getting in trouble at camp. I've gotten the opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be the pastor and the influencer. And God, I thank you that at camp, every year I see that we as Christians are called to be fathers and mothers to the fatherless and motherless. That just loving on kids from a week, whether they're at our church or not, changes them forever. And I get to be a surrogate dad to these kids that only see me once a year. Lord, Emma's right, you're here. Camp is a special place, it's a catalyst for us, but we have not because we ask not.
So Jesus, set us free. Fill us with your spirit. And do something now in 2022 that we've hungered and thirsted for. Bring genuine revival. Bless this land. And let us be responsive to what you're calling each of us to this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. As the lights dim down, the altars are open. Uh, I know it's the day before the 4th of July and you have your schedules and plans. But uh, God owns the time, right? So take the time to delight in Him. Pray with each other. I know this is an odd request, but it's okay to ask one of the youth to pray for you. Uh, If you feel led to, ask them to pray for you. Let them lay hands on you and pray for you and encourage you as well.